0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Minnesota Vikings post-game podcast. Vikings lose in a walk-off to Justin Tucker and the Baltimore Ravens. I'm joined by analyst Pete Bursich. Pete, I got uh just one basic question to start this whole thing off is how do you explain that? Uh it's getting harder to yeah, I think each and every each and every one of
1: these, and you know, normally Normally, stats mean things, and I, I've never seen a team. I don't know if there has ever been a team that was plus two, in the take give, one of which was in overtime, um, that had a kickoff return for a touchdown and a successful fake punt that didn't come away with a W. You know, and and so what is it? And you know, again, it's almost a entire
0: half of a game where the offense was really dormant. Well, and the thing is when you mention the special teams, we came into this game everybody talking about the Baltimore Ravens historically for the last, you know, 10-15 years have dominated special teams largely because they have a Hall of Fame kicker and they got a pretty good punter for a lot of those years, but their special teams units overall known as one of the best in the league. So that was the the other third phase that that we had to come out and win and by and large we did that with the fake punt, the kickoff return for touchdown by Kne. Like we did all that you mentioned the the two <laughs> takes by the defense, but it's it's hard to wrap your head around did the defense do enough in this game? Considering for mostly conventional run game, they stopped. Lamar had all those scrambling yards. Uh, they got the they got the two takeaways, but they were on the field for two thirds of the game. Yeah, it was it's an unbelievable amount of
1: time that they were on, and 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 yeah, we lost Bradbury. Uh, at center but to lose Harrison Smith on the defense um, you know the way we did and to have Bynum step up and play the way that he did that interception he had was a thing of beauty not just as a catch but to get himself in that position and come from the backside of that play where Lamar Jackson couldn't see him that was uh, that was an amazing play that he made so uh, Anthony Barr just being a smart football player, recognized the cut block was coming, he stopped his feet, jumped up, tips the ball up, and intercepts it. And, you know, I think both between those two turnovers, it added three points. And, you know, you looked, again, we talk about the Dallas Cowboys and how many points, you know, a quarter of the points that they had been putting up were off or as a result of turnovers. And, I don't know, you know, Dalvin Cook, he had 90 yards of rushing going, uh, you know, really after the first quarter and i don't know how much more he had you know by the end of the game you know but about but it just there was just a lag in there it was almost as if half the or two quarters of this game half this game so to speak just evaporated almost offensively and you know it, it this time it's t- you know time of possession i mean you didn't expect i didn't expect at least i won't speak for you but i didn't expect the defense to play as well as they did early and it wasn't until the end of this game when they were starting to, you know, give the ball to Devonte Freeman and getting four or five yards a clip, they just weren't doing that earlier. And they kept Lamar off his game. I mean, he did not look good as a passer today. Um, so you got to give him credit, credit for that as well. And I mean, how the question is how much does the defense and special teams have to do? I mean, yeah, and we scored, what, 31 points? That still
0: wasn't enough. I mean, it's a real head-scratcher. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, there are some positives to take out of this. You know, you you mentioned Bynum. He had a fantastic, fantastic game coming in in place of Harrison Smith. But then at one point in time, actually several points in time in the course of the game, because of injuries or defensive line, you know, you got DJ Wanham out there, Blake Lynch, an Armand Watts, a Kenny Willikus, they're yeah. all out there. Yeah. Josh it's, Metellus getting in at the end of the yeah, corner. Metellus essentially <laughs> at the same time. Like the youth of this defensive line, they played their asses off against a team that is ground and pound. They go a lot of heavy personnel, 12 personnel, 13 personnel, 300-pound fullback. Um they got mashed on, and I would say for three quarters of the game, they pre- they played pretty well. It's just, yeah, you know, when you're on the field that long and you're having to pick up and, and hold on to these 300 pounders, and you get these big running backs, sometimes it's just too much.
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, you're it's an, you're absolutely right. I think you know you get you get Cameron Bynum in there, and you wonder how much that's going to you know sway the tree, and then you know you throw in Chris Boyd, and you kind of snap the proverbial trunk, and and you know not that Chris Boyd. Physically did anything wrong? It's just there were some mix-ups mentally, you know, especially um, you know on the on the one on the one touchdown to the fullback in the flat, you, you know that is something that they have to work out. Is so, um, yeah, it, it's, it's 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 like I said, you can push a tree over so far before it topples over, and you know by that time you know things things had kind of gone the wrong way in that respect. But you're right, the guys that got the opportunity overall took took full advantage of it and that is uh, you know for us I mean that's that's good it bodes well for the future It gives us a lot of depth at the position Um, you know losing Daniil Hunter last year really really changed this defense and I didn't see that much of an effect on it
0: today or as much of an effect on it today what do you make of the offense this whole season in the second half we can generate points we can generate momentum when it comes to scripted plays coming out of the game the first 12 15 plays a series or two and then by and large the first half is decent the second half is just atrocious you know after after that kickoff return for touchdown there was a point in the middle of the fourth quarter where we had 13 offensive yards to their 215. Yeah. Do you see it as play calling, execution? I know it's probably somewhere in the middle, but I don't have any answers for how them how, how they can get more productive in the second half. How well, do you see
1: it? I think the first thing to, the first thing you have to do is figure out this lost yardage situation. And by lost yardage plays, I'm talking about penalties and I'm talking about mainly lost yardage runs. And Early on in the game, we didn't have any of that. But you can kind of see it. It's like a, you can feel it. It's like a snowball effect. You know, you get first and 10. You might get three or four yards, whatever. But you get a penalty, it pushes you back. Um, A tackle for a loss pushes you back. We struggled on third down a week ago. We were a little bit better today. But there were too many third and longs. And when you're facing a Baltimore defense that's just looking for an excuse to blitz, just looking for an excuse to get after you, you put yourself in, you know, there's there's the age-old adage, you know, third and seven-plus is when I can start zone blitzing you because even if you throw hot, we should be able to rally, make the tackle, and make you punt. But when you're talking getting to third and 10, third and 15, you're just giving the defense way too many opportunities to give you different looks, to throw different things at you. You're taking the pressure off the wide receivers, or I'm sorry, the corners and the safeties and everything else that you exploited earlier in the game. And 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 you just you're you're just not getting you just you have to find a way to move the chains we're not talking about throwing up you know touchdowns after touchdown we're just talking about moving the chains the time of possession all these things because it's it's just amazing to me how we go from feast to famine
0: well feast to famine for my last question for you is dalvin cook you know there was this a little bit of a push this week as the Vikings were getting ready to play the Ravens that, hey, they need to get the ball to Dalvin a little bit more, more than they did in the Dallas game. He, ri- he rips off a 66-yarder on third down in which Clint Kubiak calls a great play, a toss to the right versus uh, what he saw as a tendency for them to, to inside blitz. He guesses right. We go 66 yards. And then what? Yeah. And, then, and then it's just like a few handoffs here and there a lot of Alexander Madison not that he shouldn't get some some playing time and some touches but we're at we're a, a fork in the road when it comes to the season like <laughs> you need you need your best players to get the ball in the hands as many times as possible and it's like we're still a little bit on a pitch count with Dalvin Cook yeah we knew
1: we knew this front from Baltimore was athletic we knew they were fast but we also knew they didn't tackle well and they took some bad angles of the football and i think early on we had a lot of success running outside. I mean Brian O'Neal on that long Dalvin Cook run you know, just did an amazing job blocking. He had Jeff Jefferson blocking down the field. And then when we tried to keep this run in between the tackles that wasn't a cutback. Again, we struggled, but we noticed that though kinda again in the fourth quarter with Dalvin had a big run on a cutback and it's it's like you got you you have to stay on the field, right? You have to you have to continue to make put pressure on these Baltimore linebackers to say, hey, we got to run and we got to get to the ball front side because he could break it front side, and then you hit him with the cutback. If you're not out there, all right, and you're not getting them, getting in the right down and distances to have a reliable threat for running the football, then the linebackers aren't going to bite on that stuff. They're not going to over pursue. Um, you know, every it was random, but we got kind of leaky in the front with with our with our offensive line, some penetration, but. I mean, they've got great players, too, and I think that kind of stuff's going to happen. But I, I just, there's just that rhythm just seems to disappear. The timing seems to go away. And, and and you know, I, I, I think you know, maybe simplify the running game. I mean, last year, Dalvin Cook had an amazing number of yards on the old school ISO play. CJ Ham shuffle steps downhill. You turn around and you just hand the ball off and let Dalvin do his thing and I I just don't see us having that go-to type play right now where when you need to get a first down in which we needed in the third and fourth quarter, we just needed to move the chains
0: and we just weren't able to do it. Yeah. And I I think you've talked about it before too. It just seems like, you know, there is a little bit of a loss of identity or or we haven't found a true identity yet, you know, and and it's, it's befuddling because we have so many great players. So look, man, I appreciate your time. Uh, well, thank you to Pete Bursich and you know we didn't have a a ton of answers but maybe a guy that <laughs> is going to give us some answers on what happened in this game and what to look forward to with the LA Chargers let's go to Mike Zimmer in his press comments right now
2: all right disappointing today you know i thought we i thought we played hard i thought we fought had some uh, guys step in for some other guys uh, but we didn't play good enough to win so no questions defensively did you get a sense that guys are getting worn down a little bit just how much they're on the field in the second half? Yeah, they started pounding this pretty good late in the game.
1: What did you see from from your secondary and how they were able to work through the injuries that kept popping up it seems throughout that
2: game? Um, You know, we're trying to prevent some big plays. Uh, You know, we got the pass interference that led to a touchdown. Um, So that one was... Not that good, and then you know, late in the game, they they hit uh, Brown on a couple throws to get the ball down in there.
1: Mike, after the game tying touchdowns, you give any thought um, to going for two, or was it?
2: Yeah, I thought about it. Um, you know, <clears throat> they had a heck of a kicker. Still had you know over a minute left and three timeouts, I believe it was.
1: Mike, how do you think uh, Cam Bynum did, and how tough was it photo to adjust on the fly with Harrison?
2: well you know he made the interception and for the most part he was in the right place today he had some mistakes um you know like the young guys do is there any common thread anything to put a finger on and you guys losing leads i mean it's happened pretty much over the last month or so yeah we didn't do good it, it uh we had a chance to put the game away and uh after the turnover we didn't do good there and then uh we haven't been good in in a um, two-minute drill on defense Mike, you said that after the Dallas game, you wanted to get the ball into the hands of your playmakers more. You guys do that early on, and then it seemed to taper off. What's what happened? Yeah, we got away from it a little bit. We, you know, we we're trying to get the ball to Dalvin some some more, obviously. But uh, <clears throat> you know, they were <clears throat> they were loading up and and uh, you know, a lot, bringing a lot of different pressures on us. We hit them early on some pressures. You know, the the the, the pass that uh, C J. Ham caught was a um, big time pressure. So. <clears throat> like with Harrison Smith, do you know if, if he's already ruled out next week or do you have any idea?
0: <laughs> like how tough or frustrating is it on the sideline when the time of possession and offensive plays is as lopsided as it was?
2: Well, we were playing pretty good on defense, so, you know, in the first half, I thought we played really well on defense, and then, you know, and then kind of got worn down a little bit. But, uh, you know, we didn't convert third downs in the second half. That was a big thing, you know. Um, you know we got to do better there. You guys did pretty good on third down throughout most of the game, but then when it got to that third and 15 on um, yeah, the The yeah. we pressured him. They, they threw a wide receiver screen. We had a guy jump inside the block who was in charge of contain and didn't do it
0: offense, does it feel kind of like the same issues popping up, third down, success early, and then some struggles after that?
2: Yes. What happened on that sideline play where it was unsportsmanlike conduct on the sideline, and did you feel that was a proper call or not? I don't think it was a proper call when I saw it on the replay, but, you know, those guys that aren't in uniform need to stay the heck away from players. They need to get their ass back. But was it? That, uh, to- Excuse me? Who is the guy on the sideline who if the player? It's not important. Uh, does something need to change about offensive play calling uh, to kind of finish out or close out those games that you came within? I think we changed up quite a bit on the play calling, especially yeah. early. You know, the after the turnover, I was disappointed in, in that, that, that series of drives. After both of them? Well, maybe- I feel like we had two great, two great takeaways. I mean, great yeah, done. we didn't. I think didn't we get a penalty on the first one? I don't remember. Well, Biden's interception that you guys had itself. Didn't we goal. get a penalty though, down on that series? Yes. yes. Yeah. I mean down. that's what happens. You know, I think we had two penalties, didn't we? I think you
1: also had a penalty after getting the fake punt.
0: Like, how, how tough is it? because you think you're gonna like take momentum. You, know, you, got,
2: you, you. hope when you do something like that, you get some momentum going, and you know, typically you go down and score. We didn't. Baltimore uses a lot of play actions, and you were doing actually pretty well against that early on. Was there some sort of tell to know that it was going to be play action versus a run, or it's not really a play action; it's an RPO. So they could have ran it, and they could have threw it. Do you try to force a decision when you know it's going to be an RPO, like you know who their key is, and you different, decide? There's different ways to play it. Like one bright spot was the second half kickoff. Do you think you have a weapon now on special teams for the rest of the way with Kenneth? Yeah, I think, I mean, he, that's why we drafted him for that. So it was nice to see and uh, looked like it was good blocking. Time for two more. Were you disappointed with the overtime drive, just the way that that thing panned out with the screen yes. hook and then, you know, the one-yard loss and the incomplete?
0: Yes. All right, we just heard from, uh, from Coach Zimmer, got his thoughts on this game. Now, you know, final thoughts, Pete. As uh, we close out this podcast, uh, your final thoughts on this game, and then what are you looking forward to as the Vikings go into Los Angeles into SoFi Stadium and take on the Los Angeles Chargers?
1: Well,
0: I mean, final thoughts, Lamar Jackson's an unbelievable athlete. He's an unbelievable player. He could do
1: things that very few can do. Um, I thought the defense did a really, really nice job early on defending him and, and taking away what he wanted to do. Um, and these guys didn't give up. They fought and they fought and they fought. They got themselves a nice lead. You allow Baltimore to climb back into it, and then you battle yourself into overtime, get the interception on defense. It's it's it, it's not from <laughs> lack of desire and effort at this point. It's uh, it's execution and some other things that are, that are really getting in the way. So, you know, tip of the cap to, the, you know, this team this week and just hanging in there and battling and, and doing – you know as much as they possibly could the guys that were called upon to play went in there did their jobs battled and and uh there's no there's no lack of effort on this squad
0: yeah and, and i'll just echo the same thing i think that defensively is even though they held on to the ball for a long time they won the time of possession you know to me the defense did not lose this game the defense did everything that it could against a a very efficient offense and an offense in which is so unconventional because not not often in the NFL do you see so much quarterback run game with an extra blocker and all that stuff and the and the ability for the quarterback to kind of hit you with some some quick little throws they've got some athletes most certainly but we had a bunch of young players out there that I think played their butts off and they they seem like they're well coached they didn't make a ton of mistakes um, and then the game of attrition kind of caught up to them at the end and I blame a lot of that on the offense so many three and outs not holding on to the ball not doing their job offensively and giving those guys a rest uh, on the sideline so you know somehow some way we're gonna have to find some balance and consistency to play four quarters and let's let's hope that we can do that in los angeles so uh viking fans let's lick our wounds and hope we can pull off a w in, in la at that uh, beautiful news stadium so forth.